I didn't get the moose angry moose noise no, yet. No, no, I have to. You're going to have to remind me, but okay. we're both fucking so ADHD <laughs> that it's going to be chaos enough. And to add chaos to the chaos, one of my favorite and oldest people from Twitch and friends from Twitch is my buddies here, Captain Kaku Punch. We're just going to call him Captain. Um, I'll call this him man who changed Cock his Punch. Kaku no, I'll call you. We're going to call him. What, <laughs> what, what's the guy from uh, the cock knocker? We're going to call him the cock knocker from uh, Jay and Silent Bob straight back. Uh, that's, seen... a, that's worse than actually saying my name for the record. Dude, I, I played with Jay uh, like a couple games of or a few games of Fortnite the other weekend. I was like, just went on to his stream. He just plays. And I was like, oh, cool. And I played some Fortnite with Jay. And I was like, wait, what the fuck is life right now? I'm playing video games with jay muse like what is this this is fucking great i mean you never know where you're gonna be right <laughs> like you never know how you're gonna end up being where you are right it's like there are so many people famous people who stream on twitch now right or stream whatever and it's it's kind of crazy like from porn stars to like, sasha gray sasha really? yeah exactly just streamed the other night dude she streams all the time her stream's big man she w- she showed up in a she showed up in Classy Katie's chat one day, who I mod for, and like I like gifted her a sub. And I'm like, "This is Sasha Gray, the notorious Sasha." Gray. And she's like, "She, I knew she was way before Twitch." She's a guy she's for a no apparent so reason. <laughs> I mean, she's been streaming from on that Soderbergh film, right? What film was she in? The Girlfriend Experience. Oh, uh, okay. So. Captain, you are. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, we go back to Twitch. We we both were t- like Hearthstone maniacs. Um, you were streaming like back. It was pretty early in Twitch, right? Like it was that. That was like I said, 2015. It had been around for like four years or something at that time. Um, and you were notorious through like not being a troll, but being a. How do I how do I describe your 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 gimmick? I mean, you were called Life Runer at the time. I'm the bad guy. I'm literally the bad guy. I'm the bad guy of Twitch. I've always been. That's my role. Yeah. I mean, you always need a freaking protagonist and an antagonist of anything. So, hey, man, do it. I I kind of feel like you're like a character, like a Rob Zombie written character, but like in real life. We were talking about Rob Zombie writing uh, the Monsters movie last week. It's kind of like he. Yeah, face palm, right? I've I've already hurt Captain's feelings on a on a level that is that's hard to describe. Yeah, so you used to be called Life Runer, and this story makes me laugh. And you were trying to get G Fuel. It was G Fuel was the the main one. You were trying to get them to sponsor you, and they wouldn't sponsor you because of your name. (laughs) And so you switched, right? I mean, well, I have been trying this entire time to get a G Fuel sponsorship since, like, the dawn of time. And I've, like, made it to their... They have, like, little competitions or whatever. Yeah. I've made it to the next round. I've made it to the next round. They fucking, they know me by name. <laughs> but they just won't. 
Oh, no, you, I forgot. I forgot. There was a step in there between Lifer and Runer and Captain Kaku Punch. His name was Captain Cock Punch. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. Sponsor me. A, I got cock in my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry and that he's doesn't like, what are you represent talking about? our brand. <laughs> it's a chicken. I'm like, I know it's a chicken, <laughs> my dude. But that's not how everybody's going to read it. Now he's Kaku Punch. And it's. I, I was proud of him for like going down that road. But, you know, it, it's funny. So. I mean, Koku, just for the record, Koku literally means cock in Japanese. I know, I but you're you're dealing with English sponsors. You're dealing with English content creators. You're dealing with English, so the kaku doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly. You're you're playing the game, but in a in a oh well, fuck you then kind of way, right? It's just hundred well, percent middle fingers behind your life. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's basically what it is. Now, Kevin has been asking me to be on this podcast since I think I told him I was doing it before I was even recording anything. And this man is as describe what you told me and Josh before we started feeling how about what you feel about horror movies. Well, I mean, just let, let me interject real quick. So I, I I'm I'm gonna be me, right? I can be I can be me. Like <laughs> yes, be you. That's what I love yes. about this podcast, man. We are all yeah. so just ourselves, and fuck everything else, and all the norms yeah. or rules. There are no rules, man. We're here to have fun and be ourselves and talk about fucking movies. So please yeah. do that. You yeah, might have just say, opened up Pandora's box. But. Just don't, just don't say anything racist or really sexist or anything, and we're okay. Yeah, and yeah. we're good, right? I mean, for the yeah. record, you know me. I'm like the yep. most anti-anti-homophobic, yeah, exactly. anti-racist there is. Like I've yep. literally gotten into fist fights with people over that stuff. So, yep. yeah, I know. I I wasn't worried about it. That's I just said it as a like that's about where we go with like just don't say anything yeah, yeah. hateful. We're all good. We're, good. Yeah. we're all good humans. We just have opinions as well, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so so this is this is this is the thing. Like I have been asking Rod for so so long to let me on this goddamn podcast and he has he has never legitimately taken me seriously and i am goddamn serious all of the time so i am super excited to actually be on it well okay let's be real captain i would kept going what do you want to do and you're like i don't know i hate everything <laughs> and that was your response for months and then I, you saw like my tweet about audition last week and it's like oh i'll talk about audition i'm like i one you're like crazy love hatred of horror where you love horror, but you hate every horror movie. I, I, I was amazed that you had seen audition auditions a weird, like it's one of those films that like Josh hasn't seen until now. And because of it's like reputation, right? It's got one of those weird reputations. And when it comes to the you know horror what? community, fuck, I'm so pissed that I haven't seen this until now because of that stupid fucked up reason too. Like I yeah. let everyone else's, just like soft opinions of horror judge or like put a barrier up in front of me. And I'm never doing that again. There's a few other movies that mm. I'm just like afraid to watch because everyone's like, Oh my fucking God. And I have the, like I have them bought and not watched. And I'm like, what the fuck am yeah. I doing? Like I have to, we mm -hmm. have to get martyrs on the list, maybe like antichrist and like some of the more like crazy movies that I have and still haven't watched yeah. because people are like, Oh my God. And I'm just like, well, do I want that tonight? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the middle. We're in the middle of the Japanese craze, but like, I think if we go into French, like a lot of the really notorious 
horror movies out there that like have a reputation for being hard to get through are French, like Inside and Martyrs and shit yeah. like that. Um, Kevin, how did you like? Let's talk about you and horror because this is int- you said horror's always been your favorite genre, but you hate all horror movies. Like, so you just been watching horror movies your entire life, is is what it comes down to. Oh yeah, no doubt. Like when I was a kid. You know when you do your like your little Christmas list, but I I I want Santa to bring me a friggin' I, I don't know, Super Nintendo or whatever. Mine was always like seven hundred and fifty two DVDs of just like the most obscure horror in the world. I was like twelve years old, like I want the Evil Dead Collector's edition, please, thank you. Yeah. You know? So I've always watched it. I just yeah. can't stand it. It's all terrible. Everybody there thinks you know what it is. It's, I feel like every director slash producer thinks that his audience is genuinely unintelligent and they will produce anything. It doesn't matter what it is. They're like, oh, look, jump scare. Ah, spooky, right? And you're like, this would be spooky if I was six years old. Can you, like, step it up, please? (laughs) Well, that... That's why we like, I mean, we've talked about a lot of really kind of weird stuff. Like, like you talk about directors who we talk about it all the time with like when we talk about bad movies, right? We talked about this shit show of a movie a couple oh weeks God, ago called Slash Tra- Slash Party, which is one of the worst movies I I've ever even, seen. You're and making I, me think about it again. And it's pissing me off yeah. that I even have to think about that piece of shit again, man. Like, but it, but I don't get that like because I'm a filmmaker yeah. and I don't like to like bash too many like full productions because i understand what goes into it and like the amount of work and love and effort that movie can suck a fucking dick (laughs) so what is okay with your opinion and how extreme what would you say if you had to pick a favorite horror movie of all time what would it be oh man i've done I, i i literally know i just went over this with somebody else the other day and, uh, I, like, okay, so, like, having a favorite horror film, you're like, oh, I love B-horror films, right? And everybody loves Evil Dead. That's always been everybody's, like, go-to. Yeah. Bruce Campbell's the goddamn man because he's the goddamn man. He is, obviously. Yep. Yeah. But, like... I thought he was going to say, I'd I, suck I, his dick. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's Bruce Campbell. I mean, it's, I mean, it's wrinkly and old, but man, it's Bruce Campbell. That dick's going. All, it's hitting tonsils, man. It's hitting tonsils. Come on. If it's as nice so as like his that's... chin, man, bring it on. Oh yeah, his chin is well defined. That is a man's man right there. But like, I can't think of a. I think the last movie that genuinely scared me was The Exorcist. That was. That's it. I mean, how you old say, are you? I was probably like nine years old, but that would be why I, it's a fucked up movie still. It is. But like when I saw it as an adult, like who had been watching horror, I did. I saw it way later than a lot of people. That movie was cool and like well done, but it wasn't scary. Like the movie didn't scare me at all because of like when I saw it, that's like contextually what a horror movie is. And like when you see it and like a lot of elements like that can mean like, Shit, man. I, we talk about Blair Witch all the time. Blair Witch, because of Josh and I both saw it opening weekend. I don't know. I was like 12 when, you when I saw dove it, too, and... or 13, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. When did it fucking come out? Yeah, yeah. I think that's about the 99. Time yeah, 99, so, yeah. And uh, yeah. 
that was like right before the internet was really a big big thing but they did yeah. the first viral marketing campaign with it and yeah. my buddy and i who have collaborated on a bunch of films together and stuff we were fucking convinced that they did this because found footage wasn't a thing until blair witch yeah. too so it, it was like holy shit this is a new subgenre of horror they did it yeah. so well and then they piled it on with the the viral campaign i thought they fucking died and i was like what did we just watch, man? Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. God, how is this in theaters? So like, it, it was a yeah. whole nother level. They stacked it. And like, if you felt like that type of terror from Exorcist, like, then I totally believe you. Like it was done uh, in a way Exorcist was uh, where they were taking it seriously. And movies up to that point really didn't do, I don't know, like like the, the overly serious tone with, the church and all that type of stuff like yeah I, I, no one no one really like took that much care and attention to be like no, yeah let's make this like haunting yeah do I you do like... you count jaws as a horror oh yeah oh so yeah then jaws, is a... jaws would be my go-to that is the yeah. alpha omega for scariest film i've ever seen everything they did in that movie was 100 percent correct yeah it it has that again it, we talk about it all the time but like Less is more with horror. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that's why Jaws is mm -hmm. horrifying. We, but that's why uh, talking about Bla Hitchcock Blair Witch and, and Spielberg and all yeah. them, they understand that because they were in an yeah. area where the limitations were there. So they didn't really have a choice other than to they were making it up as they went along. They were creating these yeah. things. So less was what they chose I to mean, do on purpose. A lot of what happened with Jaws is because the animatronic shark. Yeah was broken and that's like why they they were forced to do it it's it's the same reason why michael myers is what he is in the original halloween right they didn't have a lot of time so he was in the shadows they didn't have any budget so there's like no there's no blood in halloween yeah, i think the first kill he was going to do that score or that yeah well too and like that just yeah. like when you had i don't know carpenter he knew he yeah. had something I mean, because he hadn't done anything. And he was like, this is John Carpenter's Halloween. He knew yeah. he had fucking lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Do you like John Carpenter then, Captain? Is it like, what's your opinion on John Carpenter? So like, I mean, as far as it goes, it was like groundbreaking. <laughs> the sequels were garbage. His sequels, the sequels yeah. that they've created off of his original works are yeah. garbage. However... Yeah. The originals were, like, revolutionary yeah. for what it was. I mean, I'm not a Michael yeah. Myers fan. I'm not a Halloween fan. I've always... Yeah. I think the entire slasher thing is cliche and it's boring. But it's boring yeah. because of them. Mm -hmm. They yeah. did this. Yeah. They did. I mean, they, they took what was... We talked about Black Christmas at Christmas time. Black Christmas, they call it the first slasher. Like a lot of people call it the first slasher, right? And he took that formula and like made it way more brutal and that like that never ending fear of what was like this unstoppable killing force, right? It's like and you're right, I mean the eighties the eighties really drowned the slasher effect into the ground, right? Like they, they slashers for every holiday, slashers for this and that. And I still like slashers, but I will never claim that slashers like I think I think because I didn't get to see a lot of slashers as a kid, like my parents kept me with like I don't know why I saw what I saw as a kid. Like my parents showed me Alien and Die Hard and shit like that when I was little and Alien's still my favorite movie to this day because of that. Um because it was yeah, like whatever your influence is as a kid like i saw terminator yeah. really young and uh 
what, like Nightmare on Elm Street, like, and I'm obsessed yeah. with Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street now because yeah. of that. Like, those are the movies that genuinely terrified me as a kid because I saw it too early, and I'm like, yeah. now I'm like, yeah, give me, give it all to me, right? Yeah. It was funny because I remember being a kid and never seeing Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, this is probably like 10 or whatever, you know, and never seen Nightmare or a Friday the 13th movie. And I'm like, Jason's not scary because I was like, oh, he's just a, you know, big goofy dude with a machete. And then I was like, but fucking Freddy Krueger who comes and like gets you in your nightmares. Fuck that dude. Like, I think I had some nightmares about Freddy as a kid, never even seeing a Nightmare on Elm Street until I was a little bit older than that. And it's like, it's that effect of what. What we, your mind does, right? We grew up in an era of blockbuster and like video stores and stuff. Yeah. So we could walk yeah. down the horror aisle and pick up the movie and see the back and get influenced by those pictures on the back. And that yeah. is what burnt images into my mind when I was a kid. Before I was t- too young to see the horror movies, I would go and torture myself and look at the back of all the movies and see all the like scariest scenes of the movie. And I remember Dog yeah. Soldiers because I was so afraid of wolves when I was a kid, but then I saw the back of dog soldiers into that huge yeah. fucking thing. I was just like, no! I had nightmares yeah. about that forever. Yeah. <laughs> I It's it's funny. Uh, one of the things we've been obsessed with, uh, Captain, since we like did it, is uh, Psycho Gorman. And this is the nicest thing I've ever heard about uh, Captain say about a horror movie. Oh, I could see how you like that movie. It sucked. <laughs> it was like he like he shit on it. He like complimented it in the most captain way I've ever heard. And then he goes, "Cause I guess he watched it with his with your girlfriend, right?" And yeah. it's a. Uh, I think that I think that you probably don't like things that bring comedy into horror. It seems like Captain. I, I'm fine with with like funny moments and funny things like that. And and I mean Evil Dead. Yeah. They did like the uncanny, like we're gonna eat your soul thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it was funny. It's funny because it's so it was uninten- ridiculous. It, it was unintentionally funny though. Which, but then they embraced it for the second one. Like they didn't mean to make number one as funny as it was. It was because of the fucking budget, and they didn't. They were new filmmakers, right? That was a lot of what that was. But right, but I mean, as far as comedy goes, comedy has a place, and you can absolutely put that into horror effectively like yeah. as as relief you know you build so much tension and then a little bit of humor yeah. you can like settle the audience back down just to scare the shit out of them again which is fine yeah. with me i just don't like b films that are intentionally campy to be campy see i think that the the reason we josh and i love that movie is because they it was obviously a lower budget movie that kind of just embraced the limitations to what they had and just had this this goofy, just incredibly, like, technically, that movie, for what it was and what a budget was, did everything and embraced it and, like, embraced the world they were in and did everything that was, like, yeah, we, we, we live in a world where there's this evil galactic ruler kind of dude who gets, like, you know, sent across Earth, but there's also a bratty nine-year-old girl who, like, doesn't give a fuck about anyone. I, I was just, listening to. I, I just follow the, the every single person in that movie, all their films, and so they're all from Canada, right? So it's it's like the people I know. I've seen everything, and I love yeah. all of them so so much. So I knew pretty much what to expect before we saw it, and I was like the yeah. m- biggest fan of the Void, which 
wasn't a funny version of monster universe that they created right before this yeah one. but like everything like the editor and like that type of stuff is yeah. like purposefully ridiculously over the top and stuff so yeah this psycho Gorman was just like the perfect mix of everything i know they can do and it was so self-aware the entire time that i was just like i felt like i got yeah. high-fived in so many moments and i was laughing so hard i'm literally yeah. my next tattoo is going to be psycho Gorman. We're talking about. I, I'm talking about getting a, a a murder moose with a like a psych as a psycho gore man for the like as a new. How about psycho gore man a, riding a moose? There you. Oh, 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 there you go. We'll get matching tattoos and high five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm Cat, fucking it, down, okay. man. Dude, I'm d- down too. I looking behind you is that is that actually audition there behind you life. I mean, oh. Captain, it, like the red thing. That, what is no, that? No, no, that's Doctor Disrespect. Come on. Man. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, totally. It, 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 oh, it looks like a needle. Uh, totally I see like it now. Needle. It, it, it looks like the the uh, the the thing she puts on at the end of the movie, which is hot, by the way. Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. Doctor Disrespect. He's, He's very so that's like a, I that's see. That's signed, what, by the way. That that's actually signed. So. <laughs> All right, so you're on Twitch and stuff. I got to ask this because I, I watched him all the time on Twitch, but since he moved to YouTube, I haven't fucking tuned in once. I cannot watch live streams on YouTube. It's just a weird thing that I have. How it's, about you? It's actually his, it's so much better now. His production quality is like 10 times what it was. I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened while he was gone. Was he probably just, was he just updating his studio and stuff and updating all his equipment while the probably i assume because he was gone I, for like what six months or something like that well he yeah was, like, well i mean his, his ban was yeah probably because of mixer to be honest with you he like held he was like yo mixer offered me 10 million and twitch was like shit <laughs> well i guess here's 11 million and then when mixer collapsed they were like oh hey remember that 11 million we gave you fuck off that's when they cut they cut it yeah yeah, he's that that guy is. Uh, I mean, I see why. Like his like his thing is very like you. You're, you're. He's very much like the villain kind of character, like you, right? That's why I see why you're like completely into him. But yeah, he does okay. it on a whole nother level than anyone else, though. Like he is. Oh, dude, his. It's, yeah, yeah. He's so like good. he puts his production into all that shit. So, okay. What okay? Let's before we go dive into this. Have you guys been watching anything else lately? Have you seen anything over the weekend or in the last? So, uh, what was that movie we saw on Shutter? Uh, the like pandemic movie where they're all over Skype and shit. Host. Host. Yeah. So I saw uh, a movie that pretty much ripped off that concept completely, but then put in the comedy aspect on top of it, and actually did a pretty decent job of it. And I. I didn't. I was like, this is the exact same movie as Host, but just not as yeah. gritty or like. So it was like Host was fucking like metal with its like kills and stuff like that. Like I didn't think yeah. they were gonna go that hardcore, and I loved Host for that. But then this one brings in a bunch of like kind of actors that you've seen before, and it's like, wait, where's that chick from? And where's oh, that's Cal Penn is in this, and the movie's called uh, Untitled Horror Film or something like that. Yeah, but uh-huh. it's actually pretty fucking decent film man so check it out yeah, on my that's interesting yeah, yeah you can check it out rod yeah. you know where it yeah. is 
What about you, Captain? You seen anything good lately? Uh, I saw a. It was just. It was horrendous. It was like, uh, <laughs> haunted mansion during World War Two. They have to like defend from the Nazis, but it's haunted by like Afghani gypsies, and then like it just it was it was the literally one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> it ended in the future, and they were like, "Oh, you were in a simulation because you had your legs blown off in Afghanistan." And they were like, "Well, then what the hell was the ghosts?" And he's like, "What are you talking about, ghosts? We didn't put ghosts in there." And he's like, "Oh God, I have to go back in and save my friends who are still in the simulation." <laughs> and I was like. I just wasted two hours of my life. <laughs> I, that reminds me of, I watched this movie called Castle Freaks, which was, I, I think I have it on Blu-ray, and it was like that. It was like all these weird monsters in this castle and like some European, oh my God, it was so terrible. So bad. <laughs> Why is there so many, like, there? I mean, it's like a reoccurring theme now with horror, right? Like the, the bad horror, like it's mostly B-horror, but like Nazis doing stuff, like, there was a movie that I watched on Shudder a couple months ago that was like these these like uh, allies find this abandoned Nazi boat because they're like they their Yo, boat sank. That was you know that was a to... pretty good movie. That was a pretty good it, movie. It was it wasn't too it was bad. Funny. Like, yeah, the, but they like they got on board and the the Nazis had been moving like uh, 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 vampires around and they were very like they were like bat vampires. There was that was like I probably the most interesting take. Yeah, they looked like they looked like bats. Like at least, especially like the the lead one. Um, it was all right. Like it was entertaining. Like not we talked about this before, Jax. Like I don't know if anything like Shutter has put their name on is unwatchable. Like yeah. they they put like life. You're talking about like I keep calling you life, Captain. You talk about uh, all this stuff like with what uh, bad horror like. That's the thing I like. I do enjoy about horror that usually, even with bad horror, it's watchable. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, right? There's a lot of really just shit unwatchable horror. But I think, I think the the people who make horror are just so often in love with the, the with the uh, the the movies, right? The, with the genre that they they put their all into it, and it doesn't always turn out well, but. It's like, usually at least yeah, entertaining. For sure. Like it horror yeah. is like one of those genres that it has fandom. Like I, I could yeah. see like maybe comedy and like people aspiring to be like comedians or something like that, and that's like yeah. another genre. But like yeah. you, well, I guess musicals and dance stuff would definitely have that as well. Yeah. But like horror just has such a huge wide range of people that are like we we wear it on our bodies and stuff like it's yeah. it's fandom right like our collections yeah. are exclusively horror and stuff like it's i don't know it's yeah it's a, it's a weird thing yeah. yeah so like you're specifically talking about indie filmmakers though those are the types of guys who are like this is my this is my life's passion we're talking yeah. about like overproduced like oh. was it dark castle or dark horse or something like that the ones that originally made like jeepers creepers type yeah stuff. they yeah. overprocessed horror that was yeah. intentionally trying to be good but was bad yeah. yeah like those those you can't get very passionate about oh those. no no i know and that's why we we that's what we focus on indian like foreign horror so we talk about like we that's what we try to do we try to focus on things that yeah. like sh- shit like most of the, the things that like the podcasts like on the network are a lot of you know bigger name things right and we're always talking about 
weird little independent movies that no one's ever heard of. But I mean, that's my shit. fucking jam. Yeah. Dude. Like we we talked about The Conjuring Three just because, you know, that was like a, a pickup episode last week. But we watched yeah. it. But I I don't. I'll still watch most Warner Brothers like horror films or the the stuff that big, you know, uh, production yeah. houses are doing. But you can most of the time see when the big guys at the table like fuck up a movie. Yeah. It's just like this is what the director or the writer intended, and this is where the fucking bigwigs came in and said, "Here's all this money, make it cooler." And it's like, no, you're fucking up yeah. the story. And people like us that go and watch it, like I still like uh, Doctor Sleep. Was that what that? That's the, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Doctor Sleep. Yeah, I I saw it through the halfway. I, like I still to this day, I'm like I know people that love that movie, and I don't understand it. It's it's trying to be yeah. something that it was never going to be, and I saw right through all the like money that was thrown at it at the end, and it just changed the whole feel and tone of the movie. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, it's. We really, it's, we talk about bigger stuff sometimes, but most of the movies we talk about have been pretty low budget and pretty low, like, whatever, and not, like, big name things. And so, yeah, it's, we like talking about people who just love horror, you know? It's you, you, how much, like, things, can you can see the love of the craft, right? Depending on how well they do it. But they still, you can always see the love of the craft, right? So... Yeah, Captain. Yeah, Captain. <laughs> no, I mean we talk. It's I. It's funny because I love bad horror movies as long as the the like the people involved are obviously like if the movies have heart. Like I will watch fucking uh 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 the God the fanatic again with John Travolta directed by Limp Biscuit. We talked about it with the so horrified people which are ending their podcast. And I, I got so sad about that this week, this week, they're not doing so horrified anymore. And, I, and I'm sad, but, um, and that movie's terrible, but that it, movie, Fred Durst didn't direct shit worth of that, but that, but you could tell the dude had passion oh for my it. God. And that movie, but yeah, especially for that, his own track being in the movie and, and the lead actor, <laughs> Just no, 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 no. Limp Biscuit is on in your fucking car. It's Limp Biscuit, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, do you, Do you know about the Captain? No, you know about this movie, The Fanatic? I I know about it. I've never cared to watch so, watch it. There, there's literally a scene in the movie where he's driving with his kid, and he's like, like Limp Biscuit turns comes on the radio, and he's like. Oh, dude, this was the shit back in the day. You could just turn it up, and he's like, starts singing it, and it's the cringiest <laughs> shit ever because Fred Durst directed. It. And you know, Fred Durst is just in like, the back seat behind the camera, going, yeah. "Go, no harder. This is fucking lit, man. Come on, <laughs> this, this rolling, rolling, motherfucker." Oh my god! Like I, because I, you, uh, you know this going into the movie, I just like my head yeah, goes back yeah. behind the camera all the time, and like. I couldn't help but just yeah. like laugh so hard at that scene because I yeah. wasn't watching the scene. I was thinking in my head that <laughs> Limp Biscuit himself is behind the camera. Oh my god, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay, <laughs> let's go and dive and talk about audition. Uh, Josh, it's it's funny because you talked about it um, being as one of the most notorious. Like it's got a reputation, which is kind of funny, and it's one of those things where I. I didn't. It didn't stop me from watching the movie, but like when I finally saw it around, I was like, "Yeah, I could watch this." And it's a weird, weird movie. Uh, 
Takashi Miike is still not the first movie of his I saw. Ichi the Killers I've talked about before, which is way out there. But um, read read uh, the synopsis if you can, Josh. Okay. Uh, A widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special edition arranged for him by a friend to find him a new wife. The one he fancies is not who she appears to be after all i love what yeah, she really quite puts herself into like on the, on the actual cover of it because she's wearing white yeah. the entire film like and that's her like i guess costume i i i, I think the lesson from this movie is pussy will drive men crazy and uh that like you will miss obvious signs that something's not wrong this motherfucker we're gonna spoil this shit because this movie is literally twenty-two years old at this point. But that old now? Oh my this, god! Hey, this came out the this same dude year had, as uh, Blair Witch. Yeah, this dude had how many signs in this movie to avoid this woman, and still how did he wanted s- to get his dick wet? How did he see that tongue and fingers though? Like he's, it was like he was okay. there. Like <laughs> so that's. That's the thing about this movie that I had wanted to question you guys. And I, this has been like the second or third time I've watched this movie. The, all the scenes with her in her house had to have been in this dude's head, right? Because like when he gets passes out at the very end. He sees stuff that he, he hasn't sees seen before. Her, yeah. Yeah. And it's her. And there's no way contextually because we don't follow her. We don't really. It's it's. Unless they're just showing you this shit to like, to question like why this is happening or how to show you how fucked up this woman really is. What do you think, Adam? Uh, I don't. I mean, there's literally a scene where she's being like subservient and waiting by the phone for yeah. all eternity or whatever. There's no possible yeah. way that that actually, yeah, happened. Happened. He pictured yep. her being a subservient good girl waiting yep. for his call. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it, because that contextual stuff, because you kind of think that it's real and happening for most of the movie, but where it gets to that point where you go, wait a minute, is at the very end. The very end, she drugs the dude. And then and, all the all those visuals yeah, start coming and smashing together into one scene. And I, yeah. to be honest, Asian films or Japanese film, I think it's more Japanese than uh, other Asian cultures do that dream sequence smashing together and things yeah. coming from other times in the movie into one scene. They do it so fucking well. Like I've tried to yeah. like come up with something like that in my head or try and storyboard. Something. It's always done. So I, I'm trying to think of another film, but this I think now holds the fucking cake for like just dream sequences coming together. And like that guy yeah. in the wheelchair, all of a sudden being in the back room and then he's like jerking, yeah. like just the weird creepy shit yeah but just piling yeah. it up fuck this was like that it, yeah. it's worth the wait like this is a, just a really yeah. good like romantic drama for a long yeah. time like you said yeah but it sets up the story and sets up his like his need for pussy i guess <laughs> so bad yeah that he's just well, willing to go through fucking hell to get it i guess <laughs> how i describe this to people who who haven't seen this movie i go it's a romantic comedy for 90% of the movie and turns into torture porn for the, like the last 10%. And it's, it's a little oversimplified because it's really not a romantic comedy. It's really, like you said, a romantic like drama, like with these, 
these like fucking hints like you get these little pieces of like like you're in a drama that and then like michael myers is in the background like he's gonna say inside like that but you get these hints that bad things are happening and but they don't ever they're like oh no we're gonna just keep giving you little pings of what this is um where captain where did you first like did you come across this movie because of its reputation and what it, it like kind of it has like some really like famous like the the cover slash the like the poster for this movie has been like a pretty like notorious thing in the the horror scene for like a re- like twenty years at this point since the movie came out right so how did you first come across this so like the the butcher's her in the butcher's outfit is like an iconic scene that is yep if you say it people can picture that in their head no problem that's literally what this is it summarizes really well yeah but. I found that on, like, early 2000s internet, when, you know, when you're just getting into something, you're like, yeah, scariest horror movies, type that in and ask Jeeves, okay? Yeah. And it's like, it'll give you a top 10 list, and you're like, oh, these were all really tame, so then you were like, well, I'm a badass, I'm 13, I can handle this, (laughs) fucked up horror movies, (laughs) and it's always, it's literally always on, like, the top, if not the top five, the top yeah. 10 most fucked up horror movies of like all existence. And I saw yeah. that and I got it at like 13 years old and that was it. <laughs> so I want to know as a, th- because we both watched it as adults, like, does it, does it like not like, cause 13 year old boys are like as horny as this old dude in this movie. Are you like, you couldn't understand. You're like, Oh, I understand. Like this guy just kind of wants to get laid. Like I get kind of, like it's it's that weird thing where it's like this this it's i it's i wonder what kind of like message takashi miike is trying to tell here with like what the need for women do to men because like it's that reoccurring theme throughout the movie how like if you don't have women in your life as a man bad things happen but you have to be careful about the women in your life right so like the theme of what what women are and what women can be to men like it's a weakness right this i talked about it before but like this guy literally throughout the movie he's had he has this producer guy who set up the auditions telling him hey dude you better watch out with this one she's like he couldn't verify any of her inf- information like he's like calling people and like they don't exist they're all and dead or murdered this, or like disappeared. Randomly. Disappeared, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, I think and she like, might be murdering and eating people. Like maybe don't hang out with her. But have you yeah. seen her? <laughs> yeah, but like, am I the only one watching it though? Like, where there were to me, there were more attractive women in the auditions than her, right? Like, what, like but, the naked one? <laughs> yeah, the naked one, obviously. <laughs> I mean, the naked. <laughs> There was like some very like I don't know like like kind of punky looking Japanese girls that I was like yeah I dig her, but the uh, yeah so the movie really does start off it the movie starts off with like it's like it's going up like with, with up and shit like that where it starts off with a like oh we're gonna hit you with like the feels right away because the, it's it starts mm-hmm. off with the like, dad sitting there with his the wife who's dying they don't ever explain why or whatever but um. Uh, she's dying, and the little kid who's the, the his son is like walking down the hallway with his like school project yeah, or whatever. I know. And by the time the kid gets there, she's died, and the dad is just like you know, in shock, really, right? Like, it, it's they don't show much of like, but 
it's very drama, right? Like that, like we see, keep saying the word drama because this movie is a drama for most of it. It's, I feel like that's something Japanese films do more than a lot of other countries where they're willing to switch genres, like, you know, or use blend genres like more than a lot of places, right? Um, Captain, what kind of like have you watched a lot of Japanese movies like or horror? I mean, I grew up with like Battle Royale, so yeah. That was like one of the first Japanese films or Asian. I I, I, I can't even tell you if it's 100% Japanese. I'm assuming it's Japanese. Battle Royale is. Yeah, we we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but yeah, it's it's Japanese. So So good. But that was like one of the first ones. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, it's funny because a lot of people like I got into I was started getting into Asian horror stuff like in the early like 2000s. And it was like that movie was so notorious. I mean. I still we talked about it on that episode. I still I mean you can't deny that Hunger Games is like a direct like the woman saw this fucking yeah. movie and made I'm gonna made write a whole bunch of books r- ripping off someone else's work and call it my own. And like well <laughs> yeah, well I mean what she did, she was like because Harry Potter was so big at that point, she was like, Okay, I'm gonna take this Japanese movie, I'm gonna make it for thirteen year olds, and then I'm gonna and then cha ching and billions of dollars later, right? It's it and it worked, right? It, it it's that young she adult saw something crazy that, was that we thing. didn't and capitalized crazy on it. Yeah, but we're also I not mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll speak for um, myself. <laughs> but so this this guy, his wife dies, and they they go to is it like nine years later or seven years later or something like that? They 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 uh, go in and the the dad is still single all the time in the future. The son is now like in high school and uh and just this kid busts his dad's balls like the entire movie. He's like, Dad, you need to like, you know, fucking go out and get laid, basically. Right. <laughs> he tells him because all he does is work. Like and this is like one of those things that you kind of get when I like this is the second or third time I've watched this movie. Like right like I right I said, there's a lot of the images in this movie feel like guilt from the father because of what because of going somewhere after his wife, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. remorse and regret that he he's like he bangs his secretary at some point. Like you don't see it like before the movie, like in between the time gap, right? And because you see later see on you later on in the movie you see her in his like dream sequences at the end of the movie and she's like but you said you would love me and I thought it would lead to more. And so you could tell that this guy is like had his breaks of weakness with like being a guy. Like it's that reoccurring theme of what being a man and how your weakness is, is women or in, in like in this case and what it can do to you. Right. Um, And that's why I, I think more and more, a lot of this stuff was inside this guy's head because of what, happened and his wife died like you see he goes out on a date with this girl later on in the movie and then like uh they flash it back in the dream sequences at the end and his like wife was there with with the kid i think it's like the Mm -hmm. it's the kid but when she died not like the kid went when he's like in high school and the rest of the movie um also the biggest loss for sympathy for the 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 crazy bitch is when she kills the poor beagle. What was his name? God, what was that goddamn beagle's name? But the beagle was the coolest character in the movie, and she kills the beagle for no reason, and I don't know why. Wasn't his name like you Gang or something? 
or something like that. Yeah. It was it was interesting. The um, worst part of the movie was where the guy with uh, three fingers missing was drinking the bowl of puke. Like that was yes. fucked, man. Like that's when everything. Yeah, but we don't even know if that happened. Well, I know, yeah. but we still had to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that scene, man. I I still think is the worst. Like the the stuff at the very end is kind of hard to watch. And Josh, you had talked about your fear of acupuncture shit with that. And needles and eyes, is, but they didn't show it going. Yeah. So like honestly, yeah. like there's a few movies like zombie with the like wood and the eye thing, and it's like so yeah. gnarly. But I. That one's like you know super fake and it's obviously like whatever. But yeah. this, if they showed it, it would have just been like, oh fuck for me. Like, yeah, nothing else. Like it didn't matter. And I, I just gotta say, <laughs> yeah, uh, I kept thinking his wardrobe just reminded me of the dad from Home Alone the entire time. Like his hair <laughs> and his whole wardrobe. I was like, he's pretty much the Asian dad from Home Alone. It seems like I don't know. It, that's what I kept thinking the entire film. I, I, I thought of like. <laughs> So you go, I don't know, man. It it it's like the very the Japanese culture like is still. I think smoking is way more prevalent in Asia than it is here to this day. But like the main two characters in the movie, like or the main character and then like his producer friend are like chain smoking the entire movie, and you're like, man, this was a different time. Like we don't we don't see people smoking in movies anymore, especially like good guys, quote unquote. But. I love watching yeah. old movies and just seeing like people smoking on airplanes and shit and you're just or like in a <laughs> hospital. It's like what when was this? This wasn't even that long ago. Like yeah. holy shit, the yeah. world has changed. Well it's it's like Die Hard when you like the opening scene where he's on the airplane yeah. and he's got his gun on the airplane cause just cause he's a cop, right? Like you're like, Oh, oh that would happen not not. Yeah. So um I I Captain, I want your opinion on like the the leading up to this, like the the ending of this movie and the the notorious part of this movie, what do you feel like on the drama scale? Do you like the the drama portion of this movie, or is this were you like watching this and going, especially as a thirteen year old kid, were you going, why is this movie most fucked up movie ever kind of thing? Were you like, why is this have the reputation it has? Were you like confused? I mean, for the, for the record, I want you to I want you to look me in my eyes right now and tell me you've never done some dumb shit for something oh. or a girl or a person or something, and just ignored every red flag that were dropped. This oh no, they could have a did. gun could have fallen out of her lap band and you'd be like, oh, you dropped something. Hang on, let me get that for you. Like <laughs> oh no, we've all been there, dude. That's what I was saying. I was trying to say that like this is showing what. You when you got fucking te- you got fucking cum building up in your balls, you're like, gotta get it out, gotta get it out, gotta drain the balls, gotta drain the balls. It's like especially the movie like teeth. didn't some people like yeah. kind of know she might have something? They're like, I'll take my chances. Ah! <laughs> I'll, I'll stick my dick in it. I mean, it's like you hear about people fucking sticking their dicks in vacuum cleaners or like whatever, like and just like doing yeah, and like doing like what. Hulk Hogan, there is a, just for the record, there is a Hulk Hogan fleshlight. So, I mean, if you wanted to Google that, you're free to it. But somebody at some point (laughs) stuck their wiener in one of those things. So anything goes in this world right now. Somebody, somebody put their fucking dick in it in the, like, just like, oh, I'm going to fuck 
ca- uh, Hulk. Is it his mouth or is it like look like his head? I really want to know. Like after this, <laughs> it's got the Fu Manchu. Oh, man. You're like it's got bleach. It's got like a bleach blonde mustache hanging off. I like my boner to have memes. Like what? Okay, memes just get me off, man. I, I, you know, I wonder if there was anyone in the world who was fucking that flashlight when those Hulk Hogan videos came out, and you're like, oh man. But, but, uh, I gotta come first, but then I'm never using this again. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> we Jesus broke Rod. Christ. We broke him. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. I truly love it. And Captain pointed out, what 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 is a 13 year old Captain uh, Kaku Punch thinking when he's watching this movie and going? Why is this the most fucked up movie ever? You were you like confused as shit for most of the beginning of it. I mean, for the record, at thirteen, I'm pretty sure I was. I just. I, I don't even know that I had any conscious thoughts, like ever, at any <laughs> point. I think I woke up at like 22 years old and was like, "Wow, this has been 22 years of nothing. I got nothing going on up there, and I'm finally awake because I swear to God, I saw that movie, and I don't. I'm not a big subtitle fan. It's just that it takes me out." When I have to yeah. sit there and read like a goddamn book and yeah. not pay attention to what's going on, yeah. it takes me out. But I watched it and was like, that movie was excellent. Yeah. Just fucking spectacular. Five stars. That's pretty cool, man. Like, it's... It's a great film, like, though. Like, it, they, it's yeah. because they built it up and you know the why. And, like, that always adds more. Like, if there's an actual good story, yeah. good characters that you feel for right from the beginning... Like you, yeah. you feel like these characters are like real good human beings right off the get go. Yeah. Like he genuinely misses the fuck out of his wife. He's yeah. being a good dad to his son. His son's now breaking his balls. And like you, you, you've got to know these characters and kind of feel for them. Yeah. So when he's being tortured, and you're like, fuck, like, ah, he, he was, he had the yeah. right intentions, right? It's. The the setup was kind of shady, right? So the buddy like does these auditions to meet these girls, but like, it's not worth having him tortured to death. Like, he wasn't trying to like. She accuses of him of, of like sleeping with all the other girls and stuff like that, but he didn't. But that's... he literally was just trying to find one woman he was interested in. This guy was this guy is one like. You could tell, I mean, we talked about it, like, he felt bad about fucking his secretary. Like, when he's getting these, like, he felt bad about, like, doing this and not being really attracted to her. He obviously was horny and was like, oh, I'm going to fuck her some night late at the office. And he just, he was looking for a wife. He wasn't looking for a booty call. He wasn't looking to use women. He was, at, it, it wasn't completely honest, but it's like that whole thing of, like, what will guys do to, to get laid? Like, captain said like what you will act different you will act not completely yourself you will act a completely different person if you think it will get your get you laid at times especially like but this and this guy like she she this is a preconceived thing in her head it's just to get to that eventual point with the person yeah so she can put on her torture gear and get to work because that's all she's about because of her torture of her fucked up childhood so now she sees all men like that and she's out to destroy anyone that comes into yeah. her world her world is now closed off and that's why yeah when he went well did, did he ever meet do you think he met the guy in the wheelchair because who knows i think he met i think i think he met the guy in the wheelchair i think the guy in the wheelchair because he 
this is the movie goes like really off the rails when it comes to her is they they sleep together like three quarters of the way through right and then she disappears like he falls asleep after they bang like like and you go how much of this actually happened because you have these thoughts later on like or they showing like he's a little off after they bang and i think she doesn't like she thinks that he just used her for sex but like i think it's just because he's like it's regret and guilt because of his wife like it's the whole like he was so in love with this woman that like now it comes down that he does like this girl but like it's like regret and guilt for it happening because he never wanted to be with anyone else i don't think right like he wanted to be spend the rest of his wife with this woman and she died um and so you're like what this 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 woman had like they talk about like right her her it was weird, like how she describes stuff like to him is her parents got divorced, and for some reason when her parents got divorced, she went to live with her aunt or her uncle. Yeah, aunt and uncle. And they fuck yeah, and they abused the shit out of her. They like pushed her downstairs were, and broke her freaking shoulders and Yeah. Was that and, her uncle, the guy in the wheelchair? Is that what we're yeah, okay. No, I don't oh, was it? Yeah, that's what okay, I took I, from that because he's the one that's burning her legs and stuff. Like, it's yeah, she has these. She has this scar on like the inside of her thigh that's like that he sees when they go to you know to have sex, and she's like, "I burned myself." And then you see later on that, but like again, that's like he's seeing that. So you're like, you're like he's like put together. He met the the dude in the the wheelchair, right? And like she used to be a ballet dancer and she danced. And yeah, it's very like dream statey, like you're talking about, Josh. Like with a yeah. lot of like the context of that, but done she, so well. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. She wasn't a, an actual ballet dancer, for the record. That was like a sexual thing that her uncle used to make her do. Oh, is that what it? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because that's like was his kink or something like that. Like it was like kind of like embarrassing. Was that what it was? Yeah, he would, like, demean her, and it was a punishment for her, but it was a sick fuck pleasure for him. Yeah. It's, there's a weird, like, a lot of context with Japanese culture with, like, young girls, right? Like that's like that man. Yeah. I I have a seven-year-old daughter, so, like, seeing someone, like, abuse a seven-year-old, I was like, how could you ever fucking do that? Like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Well, it's you you find that out and you're like holy because it's all kind of thrown it to you at that third act you you gotten like he she, he meets the uncle like she they sleep together she disappears and he, she he goes to this this studio she was at they told her she told him about and it's all boarded up and the the dude is there in his wheelchair and missing his feet and you go huh i wonder why he's missing his feet huh um and you go, oh, okay, because you figure it out in a little bit. But and this dude is fucked in the head. And you go, so this dude, she did the same thing to him, right? She cut his feet off with piano wire. And you go, oh, okay, but she didn't kill him. So it's like she's not – you have to go, who did she kill? Like, the, the, did she kill anyone is the thing. Like, I think she might have killed the – did she kill the bar people, like the bar owner or whatever that she told him she worked at? Like, that's one of the things, like, the the bartender and the uh, – she talks about when she goes to the audition that she has this 
a music agency dude uh like was like in charge of her like having a music career and you find out later on he disappeared and so did this this bartender that was apparently banging her or she thought was banging this this music dude and she made she put him in the bag according to the guy and you're like what the fuck and and killed the, the bartender that was supposedly her friend or had given her a job right and that that was the scene you're talking about with the the fingers and the toes or the tongue that are just randomly there and how much of that is this guy's imagination because they the the uh she meets a guy who lives in the building or whatever and he's like oh yeah all they found were like a tongue and three finger extra fingers right and she killed she killed the bar owner right is what it happens is you only really know about her killing one person for sure but yeah so man and then puke I, I, how you picked you picked up all the stuff about like the uncle and degrading thing is it pretty uh it's pretty impressive because like they don't it that stuff is all kind of subtext right you kind of have to pick it all up right i don't know how many how many times have you seen this movie uh you know it's funny is i i said it before i said the movie was like five stars i was going to follow that up with boy you guys are going to be really disappointed when i tell you my rating now <laughs> um i've seen it a couple of times like and yeah. i watched it the other day to brush up for this and yeah I sat there for the first 120 minutes or whatever it was going, oh my god, I didn't realize this movie was this slow. Yeah, it's slow. Holy balls. Yeah. For sure. It is it's, super it's building, slow burn. Yeah, it's it's building up the... Uh, Josh, what is your computer doing? Are you still there, Josh? Yeah, I am. It's just my camera's okay. been on all okay, day. Web, I've been using okay, it all cool. day. Okay, cool. I was just making sure you're still there. Yeah, it builds up a lot of... Like I said, it's it's not a horror movie at first, man. It's like a, it's a drama. It's a drama with these little inklings of what is happening and what is going on. Um, I, we could really talk about it. Cause like, th- again, this scene, this movie is known for its torture that happens at the very end. Um, Captain, you, you mentioned 20 seconds. The, yeah. It's, it's like two minutes of torture, right? Like it's the, combined with the 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 dream sequence there at the end and the dream sequence at the end is the the or the dreams whatever was coming from this guy the worst part of this whole movie like josh said is the the vomit eating the vomit eating is completely fucked up like you see at some point her puking into a dog bowl and making this this music guy again we don't know any of this is actually happening because it's all like apparently coming through this guy's head but or it might be um and she's making this guy who's like got no tongue and uh missing fingers and lives in a bag in her 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 living room or whatever and makes him eat the vomit or that's his it kind of reminds me of the like human centipede kind of thing like you're doing this fucked up thing that to people sick like my wife yeah. fucking cannot stand anything to do with puke so good thing she was just yeah. on her phone like not looking up because if she knew what was in that dog bowl she probably would have been like fuck. yeah <laughs> yeah it's vomit is a uh, eating vomit especially it's like uh like it, that's just, like worse than shit for me i think i don't know why it's uh, i don't know man i don't know captain's looking at me like i'm crazy but i like he sees a log in church- a pool and he calls it the no henry and takes a bite 
<laughs> I go, I, I go, yep. I go, oh, is this Henry. tasty? Yes. Oh, yes, it's oh, tasty. Hungry. Oh, oh Henry. <laughs> but so this movie count, uh, like uh, ends with like the ending sequence here is the uh, the chick uh, sneaks into this this dude's house, kills the beagle. The bitch, she kills the poor beagle. Elite the, the dead beagle that they show at some point is the most fake looking dead yeah, animal yeah, I, I think I've ever seen in a movie. Thank God, <laughs> it's 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 thank God. Um, she then like. This dude has like a like a, like has these patterns where he comes home and he he pours himself a whiskey like every day it seems like so she drugs the shit out of this dude's whiskey and the force of habit he comes like home she knows his yeah. tendencies she knows what he's gonna do as soon as he gets home so yeah like yeah it's almost like it's scary to think of like the things that you do or the the addiction patterns yeah, you the have patterns, yeah like daily fucking shit like come back to routines yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he drinks his glass of whiskey and then falls over because he's it is some paralyzing agent. They don't ever say what it is, but it paralyzes him. And then she shows up and she's got her like it's like a a butcher a butcher apron, right? Like is that what you would call it, Captain? Is a butcher yeah. apron? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a butcher's apron. Yeah, and. You know what? When someone puts on a butcher's apron, they're gonna do something that's gonna get messy because it's that like leathery, like plastic kind of thing that like you know. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's like, he's got Captain's got his butcher uh, apron, and that's why he likes this movie. Um, And she uh, she puts uh, she comes over and like puts out a like a. A tarp on the ground. You're like, oh no, this is not gonna go well. And she puts him on it and does it really smartly. Like she just like she she. You can see this woman has fucked with people's uh with bodies before. She knows how to move like dead weight and shit. Um, which is so and she's, sexy. And, man. This is a, a, yeah. a romantic drama. And when she starts, yep. no, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she when she moving when she starts meat, giving man. him, she starts looping it up. She uh. She gets this the a bottle of something and like uh, fills up a syringe, which is on the the cover. This is and then we get the cover shot and the poster shot of her holding this syringe in this apron, and she injects him into his tongue, which is also a kind of a uh, you ever cut your tongue or whatever that shit fucking kills. It does not, it doesn't feel good in one, and it bleeds like your tongue, like any part of your head you cut. How many part times have you started bleeding from your head, Captain? I know I you've mean, gotten into a lot of fist fights, so I have like <laughs> a giant to... scar across my head that went like, I, you, yeah, you can't see it; it's too bright. Yeah, but it cut down to the bone. Like my skull was showing through my fucking head. I bled like uh, a uh, like a stuck pig, to be honest with dude, you. Just, yeah. I, I watched that. Uh, you ever watch a uh, uh, Vice has a series of uh, documentaries called the the Dark Side of the Ring about wrestling and stuff like that. Oh, and there's yeah. one about this. There's this this uh, guy from I think he's from New York. His name is Nick Gage, and they they just put this out in like the last month. And he's like, the guy is like a notorious deathmatch wrestler. Man, you got some scars on your head, dude. And this dude is it's like Captain Cockpunch, but like in like wrestling form. And this dude is like 
gone through some shit. And this dude, he, he got like he's famous because he got he's the one who almost killed David Arquette in a wrestling match. Oh, if you ever heard about that, David Arquette has and, like a, a documentary that's like brand new. Yeah, that I I want to fucking it's check in, that out, man. It's in that documentary. So oh, the, nice. the whole wrestling match where this guy almost fucking like like he stabbed him in the neck and almost like because David Arquette freaked out, but. Um, it's that in that I was just thinking about we was watching and these guys are just slamming light tubes on on each other's heads and shit like that and it's like it's crazy violent like this dude went through a whole lot of shit that, and it's crazy that the dude is still doing it um to this day he's like forty one um but anyways but yeah she she puts injects this shit into his tongue and she goes yeah what I'm gonna do now is uh what I just gave you is gonna make you like paralyzed oh oh and a bonus you're gonna feel pain more. And then she starts yeah, fucking be able to putting fucking feel everything. And I gotta say, yeah. the the deeper, 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 deeper thing she was doing yes! is one of the creepiest and best like transition <laughs> sounds from the dream yeah. world back to the real world I've yeah. ever heard in a movie. Like it was like it it was just creepy on a whole nother level, but it was also like hypnotizing and mesmerizing all yeah. at the same time because like I, I yeah. like because it was in Japanese, it was like almost like a song she was doing like uh, yeah I, I totally forget i'll butcher it but like just that deeper 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 oh man yeah i loved it how she's yeah it's all in japanese and she's doing it it's like and it's like this sweet innocent sounding yeah. thing but you know what she's doing oh at the same time God, like, oh and she, she's like putting him in her his stomach all over his stomach and he's this dude is like he can't scream or anything but he's like like squirming because it, he's in so much fucking agony and then you talk about like she starts putting him under his eyeballs, and like the first time you see it, you don't know that she's not putting him in his eyeballs, yeah. and you're like, oh, because the eyeball thing is just like I don't like putting shit in eyeballs either, man. And you're like, oh, because it it's well kind of it's done. yeah, it's horrifying because you, you we talk about it, you just talked about it too, Captain. Like this movie is like a romantic drama for like the whole part of it, and it's like doesn't you just get hints of horrible up until the very end when she knocks him out and you start seeing these dream sequences and you're like fuck so like when he and, first calls her and she trips over that bag and it goes <clears throat> like that was enough to like because there's a lot like he said it's fucking drawn out it's a slow ass burn but and i was yeah. feeling the same way i was like i have heard so many things about this and I was starting to get ADD about it. Like I still liked the characters, but I was like, I need, a, I need something that tells me this is a fucking horror movie. And then that happened, yeah. I, I, pretty much like the halfway point. I was like, okay, that's that's enough to like keep me on board for this journey of where yeah. where this is kind of be taken type thing. And then yeah. that's brought back in these sequences yeah. as well. Yeah, and that's like the thing. So what I was talking about, like, well, how that's much the of this bag is real? that he's on top of. That's not. Yeah. So then it would be a turn into a sack type thing that yeah. she can then carry yeah. him away back to her place or whatever, right? So yeah, like in context, like how does he see that in his head, or was that just a flash forward to, uh, like, I don't know. I, I I always felt like it was I like the second time I felt like it was all like guilt inside of his own head and then projecting onto her, but some of it's like. Because of the, it's like he he built this story in his head because of all the pieces of information he found out after she disappeared, right? And and with like what the 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 other producer guy had showed him, um, and then it gets really really fucked up because she, he's got all these needles in him and he's like squirming, 
and she pulls out this piano wire and wraps it around his ankle a bunch of times and then starts going. And she had said at one point, she goes, oh, like earlier on to the uncle, like, oh, yeah, it's it's funny. It's easy. It's, it's funny how easy this cuts through bone. And you're like, okay. And then she saws his foot off just like it's amazingly easy. You're like, it, she's not lying. And this the probably the funniest part of this movie. And then it's like she gets his one foot off and just tosses it against the window. I love how <laughs> but how casually fitted, like how it was filmed yeah. though. Because like the way they blocked it and had the real foot in front added to the like that's why they cut to that other angle so they yeah. can show a real foot again. Because I saw yeah. only for like a split second that you know, I look overly into horrific scenes to see the glue and like it was yeah. it was blocked and edited so well so you felt like it was really happening and all that stuff and that's yeah. when my wife like looked up from her phone when it was just on her face and she's like <laughs> like doing the yeah. sauce she's like holy fuck that's gnarly <laughs> i'm like hell yeah this is dope <laughs> yeah and it's it's goes to the point at this point where it's like okay so we have a uh, she just knocked this dude's foot off and starts with the second one. And like when the de- when the guy got home, he, he got a voicemail that his son was uh, out for the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, the son comes home and he's like, oh, the po- what do you say? The power went out. He's like, no, he the said power went out. Someone, one of his friends oh, got really sick and they had to go to get an ambulance to come call, and get him. Yeah. So then they're just like, OK, I just came home because I was a little too crazy. Yeah, and he walks he walks into the living room and he's like, "What the fuck?" Because his dad's knocked out there on the floor, missing a foot. She had these also. What she had these spray? weird, like knockout spray, I guess, or something. She was chasing him with. Yeah, it was something like that. I yeah, she was trying to knock chloroform. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I got it. You know, I, I have to say though, like it was such a Japanese like fly when she, when they go to the top of the stairs and he kicks her and she's like, "Woo!" Like it was, yeah. it was such a like Japanese cliche to have like the arms and legs yeah. go like full on when she was flying down the stairs. Yeah, but I loved but it dude, so I, so much. Yeah, because it, it it was really a perfect wrap up for her story, right? Because she had been talked about how her uncle had thrown her, her aunt oh, had right. thrown her down, down the, the stairs. stairs, and it was like that, like that had fucked her up as a kid, and now she's this fucked up adult, and that's how her story ends because of it. And because the son, yeah, she chases the son because after trying to knock him out and then run, he runs upstairs and she chases him and he kicks her and that she flies down the stairs, breaks her neck and then starts talking to the, the dad after, <laughs> after her neck is broken and she's obviously dead. And it's like, it's that thing. That's a reoccurring theme where this movie, where you have to figure out what's going on in this guy's head. And what is really happening, right? Because he's the one seeing her talking to him again, you know? Um, and she's like, I really did love you. And, like, all this stuff. It's like, what the fuck? So, Captain, what is – how do you still – about this – This you're talking about how it was slower and it's that slow burn to get here. What do you think about this last – like, the climax of this film, the sequence here with all the, the notorious, you know, violence or what this movie is kind of known for? It's funny because it felt like such a a letdown. Like, like you ever 
you ever have a birthday and you you really want something you have like this in your head you're like this is this is what i want this is the gift that i want and if i don't get this gift that i want well this this is the shittiest fucking birthday i've ever had in my life that's what i felt like i felt like it gave you a present you opened it and it was like you wanted power rangers well you got power fighters and it's from cbs (laughs) instead of friggin bandai and you're like this is not at all what i wanted you tried i see you tried but you you're a horrible failure and you let me down that's kind of how like it felt that that reminds me of um uh well i don't know what year twister came out but that year for my birthday that's the only thing i asked for was twister on vhs and I went through the whole birthday and got like wicked. I think I got like a BMX bike that year or something. I was like, def- definitely wanted that as well. But I was just like, but where the fuck is Twister? Like, what? Why? Why is this happening to me? I just wanted Twister. And then like my mom's friend, who I hadn't seen in a long time, just like randomly comes into my birthday party. Hey, Josh, and hands me Twister and goes bye. And then she never. I never saw her again in my life. She just, like, I'm not even joking. She stopped being friends with my mom or something, but came (laughs) out of nowhere and was, like, the savior of my birthday and gave me Twister and, like... It it sounds like her and her... Your mom had a fallout, and but like she'd already bought you the present, so she was like, "Here, you little fuck." <laughs> it's it's the F five. It's the thumb oh, of God. I love. Oh. That. I still love that movie, man. It's so bonkers, but it's so good too. I it, I wonder. I do wonder, Captain, like if like that movie, like because of what you thought of or what you saw as a kid, like it was like it was like extreme because you hadn't seen as much at that point and then now is your like twisted old old man uh like you know and you've seen all this shit you're like that's not that like like that end scene is like so notorious it's like it's that hype thing right when movies hype are hyped up about whatever reason this is oh this has got the coolest action scene oh it's got the most mm-hmm. gore it's got like what like you see so many you see angelita's jolie's pussy for 10 minutes no but none of that's like you get shit built up for you because of whatever happened like oh my god sharon stone's pussy and basic instinct shit like that you just like people tell you oh my god you gotta see this and it's like you guys and it's it's always so fucking hard that's expectations now you're going into this yeah like i did with like these expectations if i didn't hear from you oh by the way 90 percent of it is fucking not horror whatsoever i would have been like Okay, well now what the, the fuck bar is has been yeah. put to a normal expectation level on this instead of like me going yeah. in being like, this is going to be so gnarly. I would have been so let down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a movie that's the problem that like I think because this movie became such a thing in Japan and then it translated over to America. I think a lot of people who might have been more like, you know, film snobby because it's that whole thing we're watching subtitles. Like you were talking about captain. Not everyone can do that. It, like the people lose attention, especially nowadays when you have cell phones and everything other way to like entertain yourself. And that, but back then it's like, Oh, like this, like I can't think of an American movie that had had torture in it. Like at this point, and this is before, I mean, real torture that like gets drawn out. Right. And then like, this is before the whole torture face happened over here in america with like hostile and like even saw like when saw happened and all that shit and you're like so this level of like i'm gonna come in and like just like throw this ultra violence at you 
regardless of how long in the movie it is, it was a pretty like, you know, new thing, right? Like we talked about Battle Royale and you saw uh, Captain as like the, the first like Japanese movie you watched was Battle Royale. That movie is it's got violence in it, but it's also it's kind of like cartoony violence, right? It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of got that like Kill Bill violence that like Quentin Tarantino uses later on because he's like he's really emulating Asian cinema with like Kill Bill. And it's that kind of thing where you what go, about, oh, okay, like, this is like Ring You and like it, Grudge and stuff. Like those are the ones that I was more introduced to the actual Japanese yeah. ones, but because those are the ones that they started doing American remakes of, right? Like not around this time, right? Yeah, because that was like the early two thousands at the Ring and and all that stuff, and then that became a, a craze that lasted for five or six years until yeah. I think I think the the call or whatever that fucking movie was called like really shit tanked all the Asian <laughs> rem- horror remakes right mm-hmm. um and so now like you see we had the other ring that came out at the beginning of 2020 that wasn't very good I guess I I still haven't seen it but like that the translation of oh, that no, is, you mean the grudge? is really or the grudge yeah. yeah sorry the grudge yeah um but Japan has had like the ring versus the grudge movies that came out at some point and shit. And, uh, Oh, have you yeah. ever seen house? It's, that is a fucking great Japanese. Horror movie. I, I I would love to talk about that at some point. The seventies movie, which is just fucking wacky as shit. I got to see it in theaters, um, man. Like, uh, it was like a special showing at some theater yeah. like, city. And like, you know that I'm, is a fun movie. Do you know what we're talking about, Captain? The the like the bunch of schoolgirls go to this old Jap. It was a '70s movie, and they like they go into this old Japanese mansion, and it just it's like a cartoon in real life, almost like that like cat. <laughs> like things are like flying heads are going around, and people are getting eaten by pianos and shit like that. It's it's all I've never even seen it, but I've, it's so notorious it's for wacky. being off the wall, wacky. Yeah. So I I just think that this level of violence was very like new to america like when that kind of like extreme torture and regardless of like i think our sensitivities now have been have been you talk about it captain you're like talk about how like you were expecting way more again and but you've seen all this shit man you've talked about how you have seen more fucked up shit all the time right and that's kind of what it is and that's what hype does and that's why if you go into this movie thinking you're you're gonna get this fucking bloodbath you're not What's the most you, fucked you up get movie some you've sh- seen? I want to know. Mine? No, Mr. Cat? Oh, Captain? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, you could probably name a few, and I'd be like, yeah, that was pretty fucked up. But, like, we're, you're, you're talking to a guy who spent most of his, like, 20s just watching Live League videos, like, at oh, this so, point in my life, nothing could be anywhere near as fucked up as some of the things I've seen. Yeah, like yeah. the real life thing. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the real life. It's like you know they no longer exist in this yeah, world yeah, type yeah, shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and yeah. that's the fuck. That's the shit, man. I can't like I've seen a couple things. I saw somehow came across that video of that that motherfucker who shot up the mosque in Australia that like live streamed it on Facebook or yeah. whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A couple years ago, I c- somehow came across that video and I don't know why I watched it, but I'm like, I'm like, man, I, this is, there was a t- I, I'm happy. Yeah. There was a time uh, early internet days that the, the dark web and the normal web were kind of just like that line wasn't really like on top. Yeah. Yet. And there was just like weird message boards that I was like, Oh, what the fuck? Like I, 
I didn't even want to get here. And now it's just like a whole bunch yeah. of dead, like real dead shit. So like, it's a lot yeah. easier to like stay away from that shit now. But I remember yeah. back in the day, I yeah. saw some fucked up shit that I was like, no, that yeah. was just fake. Oh my God, that was fucked up. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Do you ever hear about how, uh, I, I saw some video about this recently, like the, that Eli Roth, was inspired by hostile was inspired by like real internet websites where that like supposedly you can go and pay ten thousand dollars to go shoot someone in the head like that is was like supposedly a real thing like back and because like that came out in like 2006 or something like that but like it'd be chronically ill people who were dying anyways and like their family needed money and their family would get a percentage of the ten thousand dollars and these people volunteered to do it so that some so someone could come shoot them in the head, and the, I don't know how true it is, but I mean that that money money takes over all in this world, right? Like money will people will do almost anything and like dehumanize people and do all this shit, and you go, yeah, I mean it doesn't surprise me. And Captain, that explains why like so much of the what fucks with you and doesn't you know. It doesn't settle you're you because you've seen. Super desensitized now. <laughs> yeah, you're super desensitized, right? I'm amazingly desensitized. You're talking about red rooms, by the way, and there's 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 no fucking way a red room actually existed. At least, I, I doubt it exists now. But yeah. I highly, highly doubt it existed back during like when Hostel was made. It was it's a, it's an internet yeah. urban legend, basically. Yeah. So yeah. that's what he was inspired by is the yeah. thought of oh, okay. these things happening. Yeah. But man, it was Kevin, it was I really did have a fun time talking to you about this because man, you're if you get to to picture Captain in your your head, you want to think of what the uh every Long Island uh uh hard boy that comes out of it uh, and, and you got Captain, he's very bald. He's got a, a nice old uh, uh, beard. He's got knuckle tattoos. He's got knuckle tattoos. He's talking about the scars all over his head because he got in a bunch of fights when he was younger. He went. You've been through a lot of shit, man. Like you're 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 you've gone in scenes of shit, and uh, but you sit there and you like analyze this movie, and you're like in ways that like I didn't even see, and I, it impresses me, man. And like I I always known how smart you are, but like. I don't know if everyone gives you that like option to be as smart and as funny as you are because you're fucking always hysterical when I'm around, man. So it was. I, don't, uh, I usually don't take that to be honest with you. I don't want to be. I don't want to play the smart one. I, want I know, to play but the aggressive one. So for I me know. To be like, well, actually, <laughs> the analytical way. If you look at it this way, yeah, but that's you know what what I mean? it's very. But filmmaking is an art, so to like actually dive in and like see it for the art form and like notice it, it's it's fucking great, man. Yeah. That's what we're here to do as well, because we all yeah. fucking love films, man. So if we're not doing that, then it's yeah. it's just geeking out on stuff that we love, man. It's not being like you know, yeah, push push the glasses well, up or anything. We're just like, yeah. yeah. This is what we love. Man. I mean, it's you. You took some stuff from out of this movie that isn't like it clear. Like it's not like you kind of have to put your own puzzle pieces together to. And like I didn't. I mean, but I'm like ADHD through and probably missing some stuff. But I said like, he, yeah, that was his uncle, and you're like, no, and he's like, fuck yeah, it was. I was like, yeah, that's what I got from it. So like, okay, <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot, but that's besides the point. So, oh man, I think a lot uh, of stuff is lost in translation from like Japan yeah. to us and the subtitles and everything like that. Yeah. So you, 
a, a lot of key information where if it was Japanese, you'd be like, I fucking un-, like yeah, you spoke sure. Japanese, yeah. obviously. You'd be like, oh yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. But then yeah. us Americans were like, the fuck is that guy saying? <laughs> what that that doesn't even make no goddamn sense. Yeah. Well, that doesn't it's, make sense. What about toasters? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know what I mean? we talk we talk about it because too, it's like that cultural aspect of stuff, right? Mm. Like stuff that culturally we don't understand because we don't understand their entire culture like is like apparent or made clear or like it makes it puts pieces of information together that we don't automatically get we watch a lot of korean films and sometimes you're like well this is a little weird i wonder why this is like this and you go well because if because their culture isn't the same as ours and we don't understand everything that's happening right and it's one of the cool things about diving into a bunch of foreign films like in a foreign horror that we've been doing it gives you that like that like oh okay this what is like more how they do the- in, in their yeah yeah like I, I really noticed that in that African film we did like that's what yeah the people there are really afraid of because that's what they're around as well and it's like that's yeah. fucking sweet I can't wait to go around the world with this show man yeah dude there's a lot of stuff and I've seen a lot of from a lot of different countries we haven't touched yet and it's it's cool to do stuff just because it's just like you get that. That thing from all over the world, man. It's 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 fun and it's interesting. So well, my wife's the same way. She's like, "You're watching another fucking movie that we have to read." No thanks. And I'm just like, "Ah, oh, like these for for real." Like I was there for a, a while too, but now that I'm like deep diving into foreign movies, it's such yeah. a different art form. Like you're saying, like the the missing translation, but like it it makes me see filmmaking in like a weirdly different way because. Um, yeah, I've grown up with the American way and like the American rules to filmmaking as well. And I, I feel like a lot of foreign filmmakers, they don't know those rules or if they do know those rules, like they're not uh, like as cut and dry to those rules as well. So like, I don't know, like they, they have more fun Dude, with it, it seems. Takashi Miike. He, d- he has... fucking directs like four or five movies a year, man. Like I was just looking at his. Um, he is fucking crazy. He has a hundred and ten credits All to his to name. DVD. <laughs> well, I I don't know what happens. It comes out in theaters in Japan, but like the guy is notorious, mm-mm, mm-mm. right? Like, are they it's all directed direct to video? That's literally that's what he's known for. That's like his. He's a cult, like a cult classic. Yeah, he, he makes. He literally like set the record in Japan for most directed direct to video, direct to home DVD or whatever, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, direct to never once hitting the box office. Weird. Which is funny, man, because like that guy has had like well, he, so many things he directed that like, thirteen assassins to here. and stuff like that was remade. Yeah, and, I don't know. A thirteen assassins is one of like his biggest like cultural movies that have hit over here and like audition has made the like the biggest thing but like 13 assassins got a lot of credit when it came or got a lot of attention when it came out and if you've never seen it 13 assassins is a fucking dope movie it's like a sam like a dope samurai movie um so he's done a lot of cool stuff like he did an ace like he's done a lot of video game movies too like in like anime movies he's done stuff like where was it like Jojo Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, like which is an anime that's been going around in Japan forever, stuff like that, and like, yeah, like did he do Ace uh, Ace Detective or where the fuck is that called the uh, Phoenix Wright or something like that? He's done a lot of crazy shit, but yeah, the guy is a notorious filmmaker. The guy does so many movies, and yeah, it's a lot of stuff, and 
I don't know, man. Like what you're saying, Captain, it means it sounds like he doesn't get take, taken serious in Japan, but like in America, no. like he does. He does. He's a very uh, that itchy Itachi, whatever, itchy the, the killer. killer. Yeah, yeah. That was like his like glow up. He made that yep. movie, and people were like, "Hey, who 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 was that? What was that? Okay. What was that?" And then he made like audition, and they were like, "Oh my god, he's actually really good at what he does." Yeah, but it never changed the fact that a lot. I, I I'm not gonna say all of his movies, but like. 80, 90% of his movies were just direct-to-video. Yeah. They're still okay movies. Like, they're good movies. And they were successful. Yeah. But it's just how it was. Yeah. Again, it's it's that that difference in what Japanese film means and what it means to be, like, like... Like, a director like that over here wouldn't get... Like, if someone was making things that people were watching, they would want it to be in theaters right they would want it to be seen so they can make money from the theaters right like so it's how like their film economy works too right so they'd be picked no, up by I, Warner I really, Brothers <laughs> dude I said this before he like has a movie that Quentin Tarantino's in what the fuck was that called uh, I can't even think of the movie it, it was a uh, western I'll have to find oh yeah it was Suzuki Suzuki Western Django and the like, Quentin Tarantino literally does like the introduction and the uh, the end thing like at the end of the movie as like uh, he kind of does like uh, what what do you call him does in uh, and uh, the Big Lebowski like you know how uh, the dude does the like the the beginning the narrator like the beginning the end uh, Sam Elliott he kind of does like the Sam Elliott role in that movie and uh, is in it a little bit so it's kind of interesting. I love so. Quentin Tarantino's tie to uh, the. Japanese culture and like ripping off yeah. Battle Royale and all that stuff. Yeah, he appreciates it, man. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming here, uh, Captain. It was a it was a good time, man. It's it's funny because like you sh- you shit on stuff, but you have a lot of legitimate things to say about it. And it's like your perspective is cool, man. It's just someone who's seen a lot and uh, like you know seen a lot in these mo- type of movies, man. So you're just saying fucking I mean- show me something good, man. Fuck. <laughs> When 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 I like rag on these movies, I know I'm pretty brutal with movies because I have a standard. I'm like, come on, give me at least this. But you're allowed to like bad movies. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Just because a movie is bad, does mean doesn't mean you have to hate it. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to. It entertained you. You can enjoy it. That's fine. Yeah. It's just not a good movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I I I probably have a like a ton of movies where I'm like. No, that that was a bad movie. That was legitimately awful. Yeah. But I fucking loved that movie. You know what yeah. I mean? That's like me and hackers. It's... Like people are like, "What? Why?" I'm like, "I'll put it on right now and say every fucking line." I love that fucking movie. It doesn't matter that it's terrible and yeah. it doesn't stand the test of time. It's still amazing to me. It's like a warm hug when I put it on. Captain, what's your what's your uh, uh, how do you feel about the room? I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Man, if you want to see a bad movie that is just fucking hysterical, wait, is that wait? Wazoo. That's not the one. That's not the one with that that actor Tommy Tommy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that, what right? it is. Yeah. Okay, Tommy so Wiseau. I've seen like 
bits and pieces and i watched cinema sins i that should count i feel like that counts i watched I the cinema sins of it so i yeah. watched the movie okay, okay so yeah i know what you're talking about it got like 400 billion sins or something like that yeah it's a it's a real it's a, it's kind of like i talked about like uh the fanatic, fanatic. it's it, a movie where the it's a terrible movie, but everyone involved with it was trying to make a movie and that it has heart because of that. And it's a terrible movie. You but. can't do something that bad and that genuine on purpose like like yeah. that. Like that's why it transcends yeah. everything and has this huge cult following because like it is so bad. But if you tried on purpose to make something bad, it wouldn't come out like that. So it's just this weird yeah. anomaly of a movie. And that's why it's still around. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Captain, again, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the interwebs if uh, if you want them to find you? I don't know if you want them. Like, I don't know who's <laughs> looking for you, but <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I I, I don't I, I don't want to talk to any of you. Thank you. I'm just I'm tired of talking to people. Although, if you did want to watch it, I have a new YouTube video that I've spent the last four weeks editing. So go fucking watch it, please. Thank you. Just you, type here, my name me, in. Put it. Put a, uh, a link in the bio, and I'll put it in the notes for the the thing, and we could go from there. Okay, man. Thank you again. Um, so, Josh, I think next week we talked about this. We do Dare Der Samurai for Pride Month. Yeah. And uh, I'll, oh yeah, I'll have to find that. Which is on Shutter. Oh, is it on Shutter? Nice. Which it's on Shutter. Yep. So, I think that will be a good one. Um. Podcast, everyone. Murdermoose.com. Come where all our links are, our episodes are. I am a couple episodes behind in the YouTube, so if you're waiting for that, they'll be up there here. I'll probably just put them fucking up this listen weekend. to it on Spotify and iTunes and all, like fucking everywhere, like whatever. Yeah, find it. Find I know it. some. I, I have I have some people who like to like it on YouTube, so that's why it's up there. They're just audio. There's no video there. So, um, and give us a five star review wherever you're listening. So, and. Josh is Josh WRB everywhere. And I'm Rod underscore Johnson everywhere. So thank you for listening, everyone. Josh, you're awesome. Captain, yeah, I've known you forever. And thank you so much, dude. It was a blast. And I'm glad there was Fuck something yeah, you wanted to come talk nice about. Nice to meet so, you, man. Yeah. yeah. No, it was good meeting you, Doug. I appreciate so, it. I've been wanting to do this forever. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, we will see everyone next week. Uh, I, I want to kind of get – I'm thinking about another guest for Dora Samurai and uh, to have like a uh, – a pride you know creator to come talk about it yeah, so sure. i have someone in mind but i gotta reach out to him but okay we'll see if that happens if not it might just be me and josh and i'm i'm as i'm as pride as i am so here we are for that so <laughs> okay guys we will see everyone next week thanks for listening and uh catch you guys later so bye bye <laughs>